Are you taking a reactive or proactive approach to your taxes? Do you wait until the year is over and hope for the best when tax time comes around? Is your business taking accurate tax deductions and receiving all the tax credits you deserve? Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. Today, we will answer these questions and many more. So sharpen your pencil and take some notes. Now, here is your host, Marcelino Dodge. Certainly welcome all to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge, enrolled agent. It's show number 54 with a beautiful worldwide audience uh, throughout the U.S. and Europe and Asia on various platforms, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple. Certainly great that um, we have such a good following. We appreciate such a good following on this program. Keep in mind, we're also broadcasting this live across the Cash Tracks Financial Facebook page, as well as we'll see that uh, we're going to post this later, as well as on the Cash Tracks Financial YouTube page. So please visit those pages, uh, subscribe to our YouTube page as we continue to put up videos and please like our cash tracks financial Facebook page as well. We always invite ones for a mutual exploration session because we have a really unique process we use because we go year round in helping you with taxes so that you pay as little tax as possible. When you meet with me, Marcelino Dodge, be it uh, in person or through a video conference, we uh, really like to keep people safe and comfortable, whatever works or works for them so that you can have good tax planning year round services So either you on an individual basis or on a business basis can pay as little tax as possible. And you can reach me through success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Also, you give me a call directly. It's 844-394-4287. I invite you to visit our brand new, newly designed website with tons of information. It's cashtracksfinancial.com. And you can actually schedule your mutual exploration session right there on the website through our client resources. Today, we're going to talk about, I need what for my taxes? A tax professional choosing wisely. Yes, it is so important as we go into this tax season here, 2022, to do your taxes in a wise manner and not just use anyone down the street. So the question comes up, quite often, and it's going around right now, what do I need to have to file my taxes properly, correctly, and for the first time and get it right so that hopefully I get my refund? And we stress the word hopefully because we don't know exactly what is happening with the IRS. We're hoping that they're going to get the refunds out on time. But We're going to wait and see because they're still trying to catch up for 2020 returns. Some refunds still have yet to be issued. And as we know earlier in 2021, in the middle of tax season, Congress passed the American Rescue Plan, which created many challenges during the tax season last year for me as a tax professional, uh, caused delays, caused uh, just all kinds of issues. Of course, ones we're waiting for their uh, unemployment adjustments. So we see here that hopefully they're not going to do anything midstream on us this year, and hopefully we'll be able to do it. But one of the big challenges that me as a tax professional, that I'm going to have as a tax professional, and that you as a taxpayer are going to have, especially is, did you receive these advanced child tax credit payments? 
that were sent out from uh, July all the way through December. Six months of these advance payments. Did you receive these? How much did you receive these? Uh, did you keep a good record of it? Well, I hope you did because you're going to need to match that with an IRS letter 6419. Now, some taxpayers should already be receiving these letters that received them, that received the payments. And so, as a tax professional, I'm going to be asking, do you have the IRS letter 6419 for your advanced child tax credit payments? Because those have to be reconciled on the tax return. And see, there's a form on the tax return in 8812, which has been revised because of these advanced tax credits, which I got to go back in and make some adjustments. And so if you were expecting a certain amount of refund, well, guess what? It may actually be a little bit less this year. It could be a lot less depending on what, on your whole situation. So just don't be too shocked if whatever refund you get is less than you expect because of getting those advanced child tax credit payments. Now, some people are worried, well, am I going to have to pay those back? While there may be some limited circumstances where ones may have to pay those back, if there's a, a safeguard in there where there may not have to be too much paid back, as well as there's some instances where, especially if it's an individual who, uh, or a divorce couple, that can come up where one perhaps claims a child one year, one claims a child the other year, where there might be actually a double payment on a child. So it's it's just going to be a big miss. Now, we keep in mind, these advanced child tax credits, those were only for 2021 under current law. Those have not been extended into 2022. There's been a bunch of news reports out there that uh, there were no child tax credit payments in January of 2022 and going forward. Well, on the date of this, as of the date of this broadcast, no, those payments have not been renewed and it, we don't know if they will. So we're just going to kind of leave it at that. So we're going to revert back to what we had in 2020. So there's not going to be any of those advanced child tax credits and the child tax credits actually going to be back down to the $2,000 per child for 2022. Once again, under current law that we are under. So keep in mind now that 3,000 for those age uh, above five and up to uh, up to age 17, $3,000 only for 2022. For the children under five years of age, that $3,600 only for 2022. And all of that's being reconciled on the tax return. Also, another idea to keep in mind, it seems like it's, well, that's basically almost about a year ago because those the economic impact payments or stimulus payments, those were sent out back in March or April of 2021. Those also have to be reconciled on the tax return. And so you should be receiving a notice, an IRS notice 1444-C uh, that if you haven't received it yet, you should be receiving it but you got to make sure you have those numbers accurate because it's going to only cause delays in the processing of your tax return, which of course, the last thing that you want to have, especially under the circumstances, is a delay in the processing of your tax return. Because last year I got people still, and I've talked to other professionals who still have people who have not received their 2020 refund. And some of them uh, are mainly ones that had to mail in their tax return because of some uh, glitch in the system or maybe because of uh, 
fraudulent claim of a dependent on their tax return. So anyway, we're still waiting for some. So keep that in mind. Let's get those numbers right and let's get them right the first time. Now, let's keep in mind as we go into this uh, tax season, the processing of our 2021 tax returns also is daycare. Did you pay out daycare, which for the first time uh, and only for 2021, again, those amounts are fully refundable and it's the rate is 50%. So, that's, that's a pretty pretty good number. So then if you had one child, you could claim up to 8,000 of expenses or more than one, it's up to $16,000 in expenses. So if you had daycare and you paid it out uh, during the year of 2021, it can end up being a very uh, lucrative in the sense of getting uh, a higher refund just based on the daycare expenses that you had. So that's a very good uh, benefit there. So you got to make sure, once again, as I stress here, I'm going to stress this a number of times through this program, make sure that you have all, I mean, all of your information together. Get the information from your daycare provider. And if you have a certain type of daycare provider, especially a business type, they're going to provide that to you uh, like a good little invoice or a summary of what you paid them for the year that has the name, the address, the tax ID number. Now, if you're dealing with an individual that babies just does some babysitting for you that you paid, you can still claim the credit, but you do need to have their tax ID number or their social security number in order to be able to do that. And so, but then on the backside, they are going to have to claim that as income. So just keep that in mind. And as I mentioned here, once again, tax professionals will be asking for this information. In fact, I have a checklist that I use when people come in and I'm going to ask, do you have this? Uh, the 6419 advanced child tax credit. Do you have this IRS notice 1444-C for the stimulus payments, the $1,400 per person that they approve? So all of these are going to be asked for, especially if I've had someone in the past who have had certain uh, forms that I'm used to. Well, they're going to need to have all of that uh, information ready. Right now, too, we keep in mind that we're very early. Uh, January 24th is when the IRS officially starts accepting electronically filed returns. So what we got to keep in mind is that we don't want to rush to it. We want to make sure that we use the proper W-2s, the proper 1099s. Now, you cannot, because I get this question every single year, you cannot, at least early in the season, use your pay stub to file your tax return. Some people try to do it and say, well, I got this. I can't get my W-2 from my employer, which, you know, I understand that, but you have to have your W-2. You got to do whatever you can. Now, in the interest of trying to get it done quickly, you you just can't rush. You don't want to be rushing to it because in the end, as I'm going to mention once again several times, if you don't do it right, you're going to end up causing delays. So what you may end up having to do if you don't get your W-2 in a timely manner from your employer, which we're talking probably into February in some cases, is that you may actually have to get a copy from the IRS if the employer filed them with the IRS. So make sure your employer, if you haven't already done so, you need to make sure your employer has your correct address, especially if you have moved. Because that's usually what causes more delays on you getting your W-2 is the fact that you as a taxpayer moved and did not inform your former employer. And then they go ahead and they mail it out, especially if you don't work for them the latter part of the year. They'll just go off of what they have. 
And if they don't have the correct address, you need to make sure they have the correct address so that you can get your W-2 in a timely manner. Same thing with 1099s. Uh, 1099Rs in particular, like if you took money out of a retirement plan, for whatever reason, your IRA, you need to make sure that custodian has the correct address for it to mail it to you. Although some employers, uh, and my uh, my business does this as well, is that you can get them electronically through some type of employee portal. So you may want to look at that option as well. And oftentimes, in many cases, those become available, the W-2s become available even earlier through the portal. But once again, that varies from employer to employer. And what you as a individual and employee of that business uh, is doing. So keep that in mind, get your W-2s, but make sure you have all of your W-2s because you don't want to rush. People sometimes make this big rush to get your tax return, but you want to make sure that you have it all done, that you have all of the forms that you need. And so records, you got to make sure that you have all the correct records and a tax professional will ask for all of these items that I'm mentioning and going over here. And if they're not asking for all of these items, then maybe you just have what's known as a tax preparer. They just take the information and just do it. They don't ask questions. They don't uh, put you through the ringer. That's kind of what I've done. That's basically what I do. I will put people through the ringer trying to verify everything that they have, making sure that I'm doing what's in their best interest to protect them. In particular, as far as when I, if you're going to someone new for the first time, like, 2022, uh, like you're coming to see me, for example, and you have not done any of your tax returns before. What I would request, and actually what I recommend, is that you bring not only uh, your tax information, but you also bring at least your 2019 tax return, and you bring at least your 2020 tax return. Now, why are these important considerations? Well, in the laws that were passed over the last year, we keep in mind how the 2019 and 2020 tax returns, there's actually, uh, you can use those for the purposes of the earned income tax credit. Yes, whatever allows you to get a better credit, you can use that as the basis to claim the credit for 2022. We can go to 2019 or 2020, it just depends. And that's because of so much changes that people had, because there's different types of income and there's what's known as earned income, which is basically that's income that comes from wages. That's income that comes from self-employment income. See, but earned income is not considered or not a part of, there's many things that are not earned income, like social security is not consider, considered earned income. Uh, withdrawals from retirement plans are not considered earned income. So, so just keep these in mind that uh, the earned income credit is based on earned income. So I'm going to be asking for these, especially if it's someone new coming in, they need to bring both their 2019 and 2020 tax returns. Now, a change for 2021 as well is that if you have uh, no dependents or no eligible dependents that you're claiming for the earned income tax credit, you can actually go ahead and claim the credit and they're going to actually lower the age. So it's lowered to 19 because it used to, it was 25 for prior years and it's actually 25 now again, but it was lowered to 19 for 2021. 
And then the upper age limit used to be was 65, but for 2021, that age limit was eliminated. So if you're over 65 and you have earned income, you can qualify for the earned income credit for taxpayers with no eligible dependents. And they've really up up that amount. It's like doubled. So it's a really good good credit for those who fall into that category. Now, one of the reasons I'm really expressing that you not be in too much of a hurry to file your tax return, make sure you have all of your W-2s, especially if you had multiple jobs or if you got unemployment during 2021, make sure that you have your 1099-G from your state authority, well, State Department of Labor. And the reason I'm really stressing this is because if you have earned income credit or, or refundable child tax credit on your tax return, those refunds are not going to be issued until after February 15th because of the PATH Act that was passed a few years back. So don't be in too much of a rush to get it done. Now, of course, as I mentioned, January 24th is when, it, is when the season officially opens, and usually it takes two to three weeks for a refund to come in. But if you have these credits on there, you're going to be after February. And in some cases, I see people that have filed right at the end of January uh, have direct deposit, but then they don't get their actual refund until like March 1st, right in there. So just because you file early, file in January, doesn't mean you're going to get it on February 15th. It doesn't mean it's going to show up February 16th or sometime between February 15th and February 22nd. It's just after February 15th is when that's going to be issued. So you have to just Basically, it's hurry up and wait. If you want to get it done, that's great. We're going to help you. And there's other tax professionals that are willing to help you. But, you know, it's just good to be patient and wait. And one thing you got to be careful of is that some places are counting things like refund advances. Uh, I don't know if those are good or bad. I just want to tell everybody, when you look at those, make sure you read all of the fine print. Make sure it's you're not just jumping in because, oh, wait, I can get up to whatever amount of my refund in advance. Well, keep in mind, it is a loan. That's regardless, it is a loan. And so just be thinking about of what, what you could be paying extra as a result of that or what it could be obligating you to at a later time. Estimated payments. Did you make any estimated payments during the year? Make sure those are properly entered in and calculated. And I always encourage the people I work with make estimated payments. And the fact the last estimated payment for 2021 was due to be in the mail on January 18th. So if you haven't gotten that out, I'd say get it out, at least get it in there. And of course it varies. Keep in mind that depending on your state as well, it's probably due on the 18th as well. Now, when you go to think about preparation, you see a lot of uh, advertisements uh, I see a lot of places, some people under current circumstances are maybe not comfortable going to a tax office, which is very understandable. Uh, I offer here, I talk about both. I mean, I do offer some in-person with proper safeguard protection, uh, preparation, but I also offer a full virtual tax preparation option. So wherever you live throughout the United States, if you have a tax return that needs to be done, hey, we can contact you through the portal. You can transfer your documents up to the portal. We can process. You, you get your ID. We can get 
your electronic signature. We can put everything you need into the tax return and be able to have you an accurately prepared tax return. And of course, have a virtual meeting with you uh, through video conference to discuss your situation and to really help you to get the most out of your uh, tax return and be able to get it accurately done. And as I've mentioned so many times, and that is really the way a lot of tax preparers have gone is to virtual. So that's why we have it available and have a full system set up and ready to go. But once again, I can't stress enough as I go through this with you today is that don't rush to get it done. Make sure you've taken inventory of all of your tax documents. If you've had more than one job in particular during 2021, make sure you have all of your W-2s. Or once again, if you took money out of a retirement plan, make sure you have that 1099-R. Or if you have interest or if you sold some, some stocks or bonds or mutual funds or something, make sure you have the proper 1099 from the, uh, from the broker you're working with there because you're going to need that information. And now here's something also to consider. The fact is, are you working with virtual currency? There is a question on the tax return that actually asks about virtual currency currency. Have you used virtual currency? And I've talked about this quite a bit in the past. Have you used virtual currency as part of a purchase? Like you go in to buy coffee or you go in to buy whatever that a company is accepting virtual currency for. Guess what? You just sold something that is a reportable transaction. So if you have been using virtual currency, that is also going to be a part of your tax return. So please make sure you have all that information compiled as well. I ask about that. And I'm going to ask about that with everybody because some people think, well, that's just, it, it is what it is. I don't think it's a reportable. It is a reportable event. The IRS is going after that and they're talking to various virtual wallets like uh, Coinbase, for example, and they're, they're doing these summons. They've been summoning information on individuals to make sure that the proper taxes are being paid and that virtual currency is being considered. So keep that in mind as well. So, once, so again, don't rush because if you're do a refund, especially, it is vitally important that what you do and have all of your documents together the first time is essential because as we compile it and you have all your W-2s and what we need to do and make sure is that you have everything so that the first time, the first time it is done right and you get your refund, hopefully within a reasonable amount of time. Because if we have to file an amended return, even if we file it electronically, it could, t- it could take a while, three to four months. And we want to make sure that if we do file it, if we do need to file an amendment, that we make sure you get your first refund first and then file the amendment because we don't want your initial refund to be delayed because that can happen and it does happen. So let's get everything right the first time on everything across the board. Just be careful 
review, make sure. And that's something I, as a tax professional, have to constantly look at and do it. How am I doing? Am I getting this tax return right? Especially if I'm dealing with areas like small businesses, uh, Schedule C, sole proprietors or farmers. Do I have all of their deductions? Do I have their depreciation? I go back through and I got to look at all of that to make sure that those items are correctly on there. And as I come back to this and look at you and go, think about a tax professional or a tax preparer, who am I going to use? Well, we keep in mind, and I think about this and I hear people say, well, so-and-so down the street, okay, we'll do it for 25 bucks or do it for 50 bucks. Well, really think about this. Are you going to trust this individual with all of your personal private information to do your tax return? How are they going to safeguard it? How are they going to do it? Are they going to use some type of online do-it-yourself software? Are they signing the tax return as a paid preparer? Because when I sign the tax return as a paid preparer, I'm saying that that tax return is correct and accurate, and I'm taking a level of responsibility. And because I take that level of responsibility, I do my absolute best to make sure it is accurate and that the, you as a taxpayer are fully protected. So many of these individuals as well, because they at the do-it-yourself software will advertise free this is really free and we're seeing those ads all over the place right now on uses software and it is truly free. Well, all I say is how free is it? And the other part I ask is how much do you really trusting the software? And I just say that because many people will go through, they'll put in the information, they'll answer the questions in it. And what happens is that, I end up having to fix something later because the individuals trusted the software to do it right because they don't have a full understanding of how the taxes work. So they trust the software and the software does not always get it right. Even tax software that I use, which is made for tax professionals, I have to go in and make sure every little line, just because I'm interested in doing what is right for you as a taxpayer, every little line, everything's in the correct place. And keep in mind, too, is that if you use someone like this, who's also known in the business as a ghost preparer, because they do not sign the tax return, they probably do not have a preparer identification number. And so who is going to help you if you get a notice from the IRS? That's always my question in that matter. They then I get a look from individuals going, hmm, haven't quite thought about it that way. Well, the IRS will help me. Well, if you can get a hold of the IRS right now is the question. So what is the difference between basically, I'm going to stress this between a tax professional and a tax preparer? Really consider this. A tax preparer is an individual whom you go see, you may make an appointment with them. You just say, okay, here's my W-2s. Here's my 1099s. Here's all of my information that I got all together. Do my tax return. 
And then that individual just accepts the information and then they look at it. Okay, they check this out. They just go on down. They just type in all of the information into their system, into the computer, and they have a tax return come out. They don't inquire. They don't research. They just take the information you provided and put it in and do it. They don't, they don't necessarily ask you the questions to try to get you the proper information or to make sure that you even qualify for certain deductions. There, there are just assumptions made. What a tax professional will do is that they will take your information, review your information, do more, uh, perhaps questions with you, ensuring that uh, you do qualify for these credits, uh, inquiring uh, more specifically about uh, young people, children in the home, making sure that they're, that they're there, they were there for the proper time, the documentation that you have to show that those children were there, all of that. And then, of course, if you're dealing with, uh, with individuals who have a business like a sole proprietorship, that's on the tax return, just asking questions, saying, okay, what are you doing about this type of expense? Do you have uh, perhaps interest here? How's your auto expenses? Uh, what are you doing about that? Are you keeping a mileage log to verify these auto expenses? What receipts do you have? All of these items are items that a tax professional is going to ask, as well as looking at, okay, you have an opportunity to maybe take a deduction to an IRA. Can you make a contribution to an IRA this year to help you to to get to pay less tax. Can we perhaps look at planning to do IRA contributions for this year? Uh, oh, I noticed that you contributed to your 401k uh, from looking at your W-2. Have you considered maybe increasing that? Are you, are you just doing maybe what the employer will match or have you increasing that? And this is the benefit to you of increasing that amount. So these are just little questions and items that a, that a tax professional will really go with. As well as when you think about it, what qualifications does this person have? See, there's, there's a lot of preparers out there who just go out and prepare taxes. Uh, maybe they've had a class or maybe they've done some good things. But have they really got a credential of some sort? And the reason I say that is because there's a lot of individuals uh, many people use a CPA who does taxes because not all CPAs do taxes, but a CPA is an example of one who has a credential. Now, as I've discussed in many times in many of my programs, as an enrolled agent, I am also credentialed. That's why I have the EA after my name. I'm credentialed. It's uh, I'm enrolled to practice before the Internal Revenue Service so I can represent taxpayers before the IRS on various tax matters. And so when you're working with someone, do they have some type of professional designation like that? Have they had the training? Now, are they doing the uh, continuing education that needs to be done each and every year? Because frankly, as an enrolled agent, the IRS only requires 24 hours of continuing education for me to maintain the designation with at least three hours, uh, two hours, two hours of ethics each year. Now, for me as a professional, I think that's, that's way too little because frankly, just to keep up with the various changes and aspects and just to learn new uh, information, which I like to learn new information, 
I think it's too little. Frankly, I'm over 50 hours myself the vast majority of the time in trying to help ones to do these things and help ones to, once again, pay as little tax as possible, but do everything within what the law says, which is what we definitely want to do. So also the history, does this individual that you're working with, what's their history as prepared? Uh, do they have a history? Because some, of, as I mentioned, some will just uh, prepare and do their little thing. and uh, But then what do they do with your information? Because I've had so many times where ones have used such a preparer and then, and then they need a copy of their tax return for, for maybe banking purposes or whatever. And they can't access it online because that, that's the only place that person put it. Uh, or they don't have a copy of it for because that person filed it and never gave them a copy. Uh, that individual that filed it used do-it-yourself software and used their own email address. So there's a lot of, like say, and so you're taking a huge risk. Or if you're trying to use the do-it-yourself software and do it yourself, there, there's, like I say, you could be relying upon the software and putting in various uh, information perhaps in the wrong spot, which I have seen happen once again, a lot. And you want to make sure that whoever the tax preparer is or tax professional, that they sign the tax return. Now on every tax return that I do, there's a little, there's a little spot, every tax return and every one that I do has this uh, box at the bottom that says for paid preparers use. On every tax return I do, that space is filled out. Cash Tracks Financial Inc., the address, my name. It has the tax ID number of the business on there. All of that is across that area there for the IRS record. It knows who prepared that tax return. See, many times when you use one of these types of individuals who say, oh, I'll do your taxes, that little line says self-prepared, although they charged you like $25 or $50. So technically, they're legally bound to have put their information in there. And see, it's actually required if you receive compensation for preparing a tax return, you must have a preparer tax identification number. Yes, that is absolutely required. And if one does not have that, you can ask them, okay, do you have a prepare tax ID number? And if they say, what's that? Then you know, oh, wait a minute. I don't want to use you to prepare my tax return because you don't even know what that is. Well, I've done this, this, well, it don't matter. That's a requirement. You need to have that. How about service fees? Here's, here's a, what are they charging you to do the tax return? There's going to be a variety of fees that are charged. Uh, but once again, you don't, some can be really outrageous. Some are cheap. I'll just say they are overly cheap. And they run their based. Well, what, I'm, what I want to say here is that you want to run away from them if they say, well, our fee is based on 20% of what your refund is. So they're, they're, which they're not allowed to do. You can't, you can't have a percentage based, you can't take a fee based on a percentage of the refund that you get them. So that only invites them to make a higher refund for you. And that's just not right. So anyone offers you to do it and then says, hey, I'll take 20% of your refund, 10% of your refund for it. No, you just go the other way and go find someone else. Another carry is, of course, do they electronically file? Which many times ones will do, but if you still have one that's uh, writing it out by hand and then saying, hey, mail this in, uh, don't pay them, don't do it. 
There could be math errors. There could be all kinds of errors within that tax return. Don't do it. Uh, when we do a tax return here, and this is how the vast majority of legitimate tax professionals will do it, is that they'll prepare the return here. The return originates and then transmits from the computer in the office. Like I sent it from here from a main computer in the office. It's transmitted to the IRS. So it just goes from my point directly to the IRS and then they get it processed and they do it. Now, an option here is not a big deal, but it really depends up to the client. So far, at least for myself, and some tax professionals will do it. It just really depends. Some will provide paper copies to you. I mean, I normally do provide a paper copy to all of my clients right now because uh, many of them would like that. It really depends on the client need. Some prefer to just have the electronic copy, which we make available through our client portal so that they can download and print however many copies that they want uh, or if they would, whatever they want to do with it, they, they have it there. And so are you getting a copy of it? You have to have received some copy of it, whether it's a paper copy or it's an electronic copy, you should have some type of copy of the tax return, some record of it, as well as if one has pay, been paid to do the tax return, they need to keep a record of that as well. Myself, I keep at least four years of tax returns of individuals because uh, of covering not only for the federal, but for the state of Colorado where I am. So are they keeping those copies for you? Another important question is, if this person is doing your taxes, this individual or this place, how often are they available? Is their office open all year? Or is it only open during tax season? Are they seasonal? What are they doing? Are they there uh, to help you out should something come, come available during the year? So that's an important consideration there. And which is why I stress in visiting with you here that as a tax professional, yeah, I feel it's important to be available to you to be able to answer your questions and to be able to help you should those unexpected IRS notices come in. Now, sometimes we, we just inadvertently forget stuff. Maybe we overlook, maybe for some reason we filed our tax return. I don't know how we forget it, but it does happen. We forgot maybe about a W-2 or maybe we, it was so far in the back or early part of the year, well, we took out X amount out of our retirement plan. And then we get the form and whatever, we lose it and we don't file them. We get that notice from the IRS on, oh, wait, you didn't report this. Well, how do those things get resolved? It's always good to have a tax professional that is available, that you can call, that you can notify who can help you to resolve these issues. Or if there is legitimately something that the IRS is wrong on and you have the documentation to take care of it, but you still need assistance to get it done, is that person, that professional, going to be available for you. And that's certainly what we take pride in. What I take pride in is being available to be able to uh, talk to my clients and to help them out, no matter where they're located. Now, does this person, especially if you're dealing with a small business, are they asking for records or receipts? I mean, I get records and receipts from anybody who's doing uh, self-employment, uh, especially farmer, if they're ha oh, rental homes. I haven't mentioned rental homes. Rental homes are the same. Is that records for the rental homes? Are they doing those correctly? Are those all being properly adjusted? 
making sure that depreciation is being taken care of. Now, that is an area, especially on rental homes, that sometimes ones just miss. Are they being depreciated properly? And certainly, we want to make sure that they are. Is, uh, are they asking you just to sign a form? See, that's something that can really be dangerous. Don't ever sign a blank IRS form for anybody. Make sure it is filled in, has all the proper information so that you can uh, properly do what you need to do to take care of them and to get things done. So don't sign the form. If they ask you to sign a blank form, don't sign it. Now, of course, in here, and I come in here, you, I have forms. They're not blank forms. I have engagement letters. I have uh, also letters that are uh, for suitability. I have letters for uh, due diligence that I ask everybody to sign because it's just, I got to make sure you're protecting. I got to make sure in prayer and protect myself. If you do have, if you do happen to encounter one of these uh, individuals who are abusive or are trying to take excessive fees or who are trying to do just crazy things, they can be reported to the IRS through irs.gov. So then as we look ahead to the coming tax season here, 2022, are you prepared is the question I have. Well, are you thinking that you have all your documents? Well, just going to review here real quick. Make sure that you have your uh, payments, how much you received in advance child tax credits. Make sure you got your IRS letter 6419 with your tax documents. Economic impact payments or stimulus payments. Make sure you have your IRS notice form 1444-C, 1444-C. These should be arriving now. If you haven't gotten one yet, you should be getting one anytime now. These will be needed to file your tax return If you have daycare, make sure you got all the proper amounts from your daycare provider. I'm I'm going to be asking for these and tax professionals will be asking for these forms. W-2s and 1099s, make sure you got all of them. They're absolutely right the first time because you don't want any delays in the processing of your tax return because delays could go from getting your refund in weeks to getting your refund in months. And certainly, you want to avoid that. Also, as a tax professional, I will ask for your records. If you're new to this firm or if you're going to another uh, tax tax professional for the first time, make sure you do both your 2019 and 2020 tax returns, especially if you've claimed the earned income tax credit in the past. Could, could net you a bigger refund. Also remember that if you do have earned income credit or a refundable child tax credit, refunds do not start arriving till after February 15th. So uh, you may file January 24th, the first day of e-filing, but you could be waiting till March 1st for your refund. Just So just, just, just be there and uh, be aware of that and be ready. Also, we like to remind ones, don't let those uh, do-it-yourself softwares. Uh, watch what free. I always put free in quotes because there's a certain amount of free there. And maybe those work great for somebody, but they're certainly not for everybody. And But I'm here 
year-round, not just uh, over the phone, not just over the phone, of course, but video conference, live person. If you're uh, within geographic and you want to meet in live, that's certainly, you're certainly welcome to do so. Always select a good quality tax professional. Of course, I always recommend uh, uh, CPA or an enrolled agent, uh, someone who has some good training background, someone who is required to have uh, continuing education to maintain their designation. All of that is vitally important as well. As far as what makes us uh, stand out here is that we are very passionate as we look at helping you, the taxpayer. Yes, at Cash Tracks Financial, Marcelino Dodge, Enrolled Agent, minimizing your tax liability, that's just essential. And it's not just uh, an end-of-year deal coming in, coming in with the tax return at the year and hoping, oh, I'm hoping for the best. I'm going to get this. But did you do anything else the rest of the year? No. Well, no. Well, we need to come together and we really need to work on establishing goals. And look at it as not just uh, something I do once a year, but look at it as something I take year round because having a person to consult with, especially if you have a retirement plan at your work, or maybe if you have a HSA, a health savings account, uh, how do these affect my taxes? If you're considering starting a business, talk to a tax professional. In fact, my recommendation is before you talk to anybody business-wise, if you're thinking about a business, you're very passionate about something, you need to talk to the tax professional first. Because that is the biggest mistake people make. And I've talked about this on other programs is because starting a business, uh, it's actually pretty easy to do, but where the mistakes are made are on the back end is when people fail to not talk to a tax professional first because they don't know what kind of entity or how they should go and what they should do. And because of it, so many times I've had to fix stuff or we've had to turn people around or they've, they've just paid an excessive amount of income tax in their first year. So just keep that in mind. Uh, why it's important to select a good tax professional, why it's good to have someone you can work with is that if you've ever had a business, you have a business, or you're even considering starting a business, get attached to a good tax professional now, an individual who can come to understand your situation, help you to establish goals, one who takes a year-round approach, who's not, avail- who's not available just at tax time or not available just from January 3rd, but with someone who you can visit with in the slower times of the year, like in May, June, July, and a professional like myself who is here to help you say, okay, uh, even if you don't have a business, but you may want to go ahead and check in where you are. Well, we can certainly help you to do that. Do I? Where am I in July? I got this amount of withholding. What's current law for the year? Uh, is my withholding going to be adequate to cover my uh, my tax for the year? Or am I over withholding or am I going to get a refund? Could I perhaps uh, reduce my withholding before the end of the year so that I can have a little bit more money now, and these are often these are often overlooked areas that ones just don't think about, is they can make those adjustments, which is I encourage ones and I encourage a client meetings all the time to sit down and visit about these things and say, let's look at where you are. This is what the law is. Can we give you more money in your pocket now? Or if you're uh, 
at the time when you can make an enrollment or make an adjustment on your retirement plan at your job. Uh, if you have a 401k, a simple IRA, uh, do you want, can you, can you make an adjustment? Well, maybe can you increase more? I have these conversations with clients all the time. I look at, okay, you got a 401k. Are you getting a raise? Is it possible you can take a portion of that raise and add that to your 401k? Or if you have some type of other uh, increase coming, can you just say, okay, uh, if I can't put it in my 401k, can I take that bonus amount perhaps and put it into an individual IRA. Every situation is different because some people can actually qualify for not only the deduction on their business 401k, but they can perhaps even qualify for a deduction on an IRA, individual IRA outside of work. Now, an interesting part about that is, is that they may qualify, their spouse who does not work may qualify for an IRA, a deductible IRA based on their work. So that's a, a planning tip that can be used as well. Or a possibility is even to set up a Roth IRA. So there's a lot of different areas, which is why it's important to talk to a tax professional about these areas and see, which is what makes me really unique is the fact that I'm also versed in life insurance and investments, because I actually do IRAs and those kind of uh, investments as well, so that it makes it easy to really have these kind of conversations with you. So as I worked out you established goals, we adjust withholdings, if we're in a business and we need to make estimated payments, we schedule out those estimated payments. Video interviews, certainly like to discuss those with, the, with you. I do those quite often with individuals now, very willing. We can do a whole virtual tax preparation setup. And that includes not just individual terms. That can be like your S-Corps, your C-Corps, your LLCs, all the way across the board. A secure portal, electronic signatures with the knowledge-based authorization, which basically means that when I send something that's uh, for you to sign, that it has confidential information, you can sign it with confidence, knowing that only you are the one seeing it. You can certainly always get a hold of me at cashtracksfinancial.com or email me at success at cashtracksfinancial.com. Phone number 844-394-4287. Certainly really appreciate all listening today. To, uh, to me, Marcelino Dodge, it's always enjoyable to be able to share this vital, vital information with you so that you can make good decisions regarding your personal income tax and your business income tax. Again, always ready to take your phone call at 844-394-4287 or the email success at cashtracksfinancial.com or visit us again, it's cashtracksfinancial.com. And you can always... Uh, give us a call and let us know, hey, Marcelino Dodge there, Cash Tracks Financial, what can you do for us as an enrolled agent? Well, one of my goals is always to make tax time less taxing for you. I, again, thank you and appreciate your listening so much today to the Tax Answers Advisor on the Voice America Business Channel. Thank you for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. We'll be back again next Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share next week. 